Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson and available wherever fine podcasts are. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and the notify bell next to it if you're on YouTube to make sure you're always getting your notifications. And if you're listening to us in the audio realm, uh, we're available wherever fine podcasts can be found. Be sure to leave us a rating, review, or a comment and hit subscribe next to Going In Raw on whatever app you're using. Yes, please. This is, of course, our Matt Chat edition. Every Sunday, we uh, bring in video questions from our $20 a month and up patrons at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. We have reward tiers going all the way from a dollar up. And at the $20 mark, you can participate in Matt Chat, have your video question uh, sent in or just send us a text question and we'll answer it here on the show. Correct. Uh, this is one of my favorite shows because it involves all the friendos. Yes. I love it. Yes. Uh, so let's hop right into it. We got a, a, a great question from Joshua Martinez about we what we're thankful for. Hey, friendos. So being that it's Thanksgiving week, I was wondering, what are three things you're thankful for for in wrestling? Uh, me would be, one would be New Japan Pro Wrestling because they kind of brought me back to watching wrestling. Around the time I started watching them, I was kind of starting to fall out a bit. Um, two would be the WWE Network just because I can go back and relive some moments from my childhood and some moments that I was too young to remember, like the early parts of the Attitude Era and even stuff I was never alive for. And three would be you guys and the Friendoverse. Um, it's awesome to have people to talk wrestling with and meet people. I met, I met Rich Hardesty when I went to Raw earlier this year. So, yeah, I'll be, I'll be wondering what you guys think. Thanks, friendos. Thanks, Joshua. Thank you, Joshua. What are three things you're thankful for? He actually had a couple of mine. The WWE Network, that is a great, that is a great thing to be very it's a thankful great resource, for. Great resource, yes. Uh, he sort of stole uh, one of our big answers, which was the friendoverse. Yes, top um, answer. I love that he even gave an example, meeting Rich Hardesty. Mm -hmm. That's the thing that I love the most is when real connections, real connections are being made out there, either in the world or just in the digital realm, mm -hmm. between people. I'm very grateful for the Facebook Friendoverse group. Here, here's the thing. The, the Facebook Friendoverse and the Discord group um, are two, two, two examples of wrestling communities that are positive. Mm -hmm. There's camaraderie. There's debate. 
but no fighting. Yes. Um, whenever that is that seeps into the groups, they're eliminated. I know people have been banned, but you know what? If you're going to bring a negative vibe to a group, you're out because that's a place for positivity. And I love that we have two examples in the wrestling world that I'm very proud to say, and yes. I know you feel the same way, Absolutely. sprung from uh, you know enjoyment of this of this show. Yeah, um, and we try to be positive here on the show, mm-hmm. and I think that's you know been the impetus for what well, they're trying to do. I think that 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 attitude is reflected in the community that's been that's built around the show and yeah it's, it's I'm incredibly proud of that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the Friendoverse is awesome. Yeah, no, it is it is totally great. Anyways, so, continue. Yeah, amazing communities there. Uh I am very grateful for NXT UK. Um it is my favorite piece of wrestling right now. It is as you guys well know, I spent 4 years of my childhood in England. And I have nothing but fond memories of that. And I think that has seeped into my love of various pop culture things. Uh, and in NXT UK, you have literally two of my favorite things. You have NXT wrestling. And Zach Gibson. And Zach Gibson. Uh, and it's been absolutely amazing. I look forward to the two hours that they give us every single week. Uh, I, I very much look forward to watching one of those hours with you every Wednesday. It is one of the highlights of my week. Um, I, uh, so I'm grateful for that, and I'm also grateful for uh, Mr. Lariato. Oh, best account on Twitter. The Twitter account that has endlessly entertaining uh, just not, and, and, and educational gifts of pro wrestling from throughout the ages. Of course, uh, that, that account is best known for gifting up a lot of New Japan, mm-hmm. uh, current-day New Japan, um, and then apparently they put the clamps down on that. And, uh, they work something out, though. They work something out, uh, but you know that is fantastic. Um, and the last thing that I'm grateful for is the fact that somehow, some way, we were able to take a, a layoff three years ago, oh, almost four years ago mm-hmm. now, and have a, a second chance uh, and a, a first chance to build something yep. from what we had. And we do it successfully on a daily basis. This is our job. This is our yeah. passion. Yeah. Everything I work on, it basically, is for this. And yep. I love every second yep. of it. Same here. Um, and then a lot of that, again, uh, thanks to the friend of for making it all possible. Because without our community, um, we'd probably be working at Starbucks or something like this. Truth. The incredible support put forth by the friend of to help this show is incredible. And, and I will be forever grateful for that. Absolutely. Um, Number one thing, apart from Friendoverse, because that's tops, Adam Mayhem. You may love him, you may hate him, but you can't debate the oh, fact that he oh. has taken our title, our H title, defended it successfully around the world, and has, has increased the exposure of our podcast because of it. Just feel people tuning out right now. No way, man. Adam Mayhem, he's done a heck of a job as champion. And thank you for that, Adam Mayhem. Um, Becky Lynch. Yes, that's she I is can, a treasure. Yes, she is an absolute treasure. If if you wake up and you just need a smile on your face, go check her Twitter. Oh, it's great. She'll say something. They'll just make you laugh. Mm-hmm. Put a smile on your mm-hmm. face. Um, the the incredible amount of work, of dedication she puts into her job, uh, the wit um, that she puts forth in everything she does, um, and not to mention she's an awesome wrestler. She's probably the best in the biz right now. Mm-hmm. Best in the business right now. Um, another thing I'm thankful for, Daniel Bryan is back. Oh, yeah. 
Huge. 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 And he's champion already. It was the, it was like the feel-good moment. Really and he's was. a heel. I know. And he's loving every second and he, of it. And you can just see his face. He loves, loves it. Every German suplex he eats. He loves, loves it. Loves it. Loves, loves it. it. And I'm thankful that I get to come into this office every day, work with this guy. It's good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's, we have a pretty good. We, we, we're able to sit here and talk about wrestling and somehow make a living out of it. No, I get it, man. It's pretty. It's pretty awesome. It's it's one of those things where, like, legitimately, if somebody said, "Hey, what job would you want over any other?" I honestly couldn't think of a better one than this. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe if we had an employee, <laughs> to cut some shit. <laughs> oh, I want to say this. Really thankful for our experience at All In. That oh was, man, that, that was, was great. such a fantastic weekend, dude. That meetup was so great. That was so awesome. The meetup. Everybody who came to our booth said hi. Yeah, came, took pictures. Holy moly, man, that was awesome. Yeah. I'm also grateful for um, the the people at 2K Games. Yes, for including us in their 2K launches every year. Yeah, and allowing uh, me to go to the performance. Well, I mean, center. I could have gone too. I know. I'm grateful <laughs> that I'm grateful that I have a business partner who understands sacrifice is sometimes necessary, um, and uh, didn't clown me too hard for that ridiculous undisputed era interview. Well, that was fine. It was just a little short. That was terrible. It's all about preparation, man. So bad. Just about preparation. It was so bad. I am proud of myself for actually walking up to them. Yeah, that like, takes some moxie. That's some balls there. Can you guys do an interview on me now? I don't know if I could have done that. <laughs> oh, I've been like, man. ah, they seem to be doing their thing. Oh, no, man. You got to go up there. I don't want to step on any toes. Yeah, step on all the toes. That's how you get content. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and yeah, we have an intro. Uh, next up, we've got, oh, shirtless Christian. Christian! At last! You don't know where your shirt is? Let's see what he has to say. Hey guys, it is the Hall of Famer Christian here with yet another Matt Chat question. My question this week is a very, very intriguing one. Triple H has been talking a lot about NXT being a third brand. And that got me to thinking. NXT lifers. Is it a possibility? Could we start seeing... People have careers in NXT. I know there is the monetary problem with that, but what if they up those salaries and really make it a third brand? Now, there are guys like Ciampa Gargano, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, just never leave. You know, is that viable? Is it something that can be done? Um, I want you guys to debate that. Too sweet, hearty handshake, righteous shoulder lean. Uh, Thanks, guys. Thank you, Christian. Thank you, Christian. Yeah, there should be NXT lifers. Heck yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. We're going to disagree on one one aspect of this, though. If you want NXT to be on par with Raw and SmackDown, it can't just be a place for developmental for guys who Vince who, who, who they who they don't think could cut it on Raw or SmackDown. If you really want to be in the same stratosphere as Ron SmackDown, you got to keep some superstars, and I mean superstars, there to build it up to that level. So um, if there are some uh, wrestlers on NXT either now or in the near future who are willing to accept that challenge, maybe you're willing to accept a little less money right now in the hopes that they can achieve something pretty special with NXT, not just bring it you know, in terms of, of, of critical response on par with New Japan, some of the other top promotions in the world, but bring it up to the level of, of a close level of spectacle of Raw and SmackDown, that's a pretty steep challenge. Imagine if you're 
Wait a for second. Example. Hold, Hold on, on. Let me finish Wait. my thing. You're gonna. You, I'm about to turn you around on that concept right there. Somebody's gonna accept less money. I said for, for the, the short term for the challenge of making a billion dollar company even more money that they're not gonna see. No, they will eventually see that money. No, man. Yeah, if you're will. gonna invest in finish. somebody to, to to build your brand, you got to make sure they're compensated. And they will be. Let me get to it. Imagine you're Adam Profit Cole. Profit sharing? Let me get to it. Gosh darn it. Imagine Adam Cole. If you're Adam Cole, you're an XT. You got that XT tile around your waist. Man, I'm so handsome. Yeah. Charming, too. Yeah. Um, and uh, you're presented with an opportunity. Let's use Adam Cole's example because he's in my hand right now. Sure. But it could be any top-tier NXT Black, star. Yeah. Champa, Gargano. So uh, Triple H walks up to him and says, all right, this is what's on the horizon the next year. We're gonna have we're gonna build NXT up to be on par with Raw and SmackDown. It's gonna be its own thing. It's still gonna be uh, smaller venues focused on in-ring competition, but we're gonna really concentrate efforts and build it, build it up, build it up, build it up. Um, the the end game, of course, will be NXT title defended at WrestleMania on the actual WrestleMania card. So, Adam Cole, you have a choice. I will present to you. Do you want to accept this challenge of helping me, Triple H, build NXT into its own wildly successful brand? You might not get the rewards for it right no, now, then, but no, you then will. No. Let me then finish. No, then no. Then no. But once we get to the promised land, you will reap the benefits. Because you're going to get a bigger payday if you're wrestling in WrestleMania than you are a TakeOver. The other, the and other part of option. That scene, hold on. The other option is, well, I came here to make a lot of money. I'd rather do that now and go to freaking Raw or SmackDown. But there's benefits to working for NXT. You don't have to worry about the road schedule, man. There's benefits to it. Let me finish what I'm trying to say. You're interrupting me and, and disrupting my train of thought. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Shut your trap. Let me finish. It's so not convincing, though. Nobody um, take that deal. <laughs> I don't know. Some people might take that deal. Nobody take that deal. Well, if you had a choice, say, say you had a family. You're in NXT. Um, you're presented with an option of staying there and helping build that brand into something that's really more special than what it is to raise the prominence of that brand. Um, and then you have to be on the road for 250 days a year. You can spend time with your family. We, we, you wouldn't consider that. Especially if the end game is is having NXT on par roughly with Raw and SmackDown, having matches at WrestleMania, still having access to the largest no, no. platform possible. And when that happens... Reaping the financial benefits. The from only it. thing you said there that means a damn to anybody, and that would be you included, would be being able to spend more time with your family. That's the only thing that matters. If a billion dollar company says acting like they're building some mom and pop shop because like they need you, but they can't afford to pay you the same money Seth Rollins is making, you laugh them away. Yeah, I don't give a crap about NXT. Look, I think it'd be great if NXT got more prominence with me on the watch. But I'm here to make more money. Now, if what you're offering me is something that compensates me well, here, and I get to hang out with my family here's, more, here's, then that's a benefit. But there is, there is a thing. I, I think in, in, in we hear that people in NXT don't get paid as much. I don't think that's across the... I mean, people in NXT don't get as paid as much people in the main roster, but the idea that people, everybody in NXT makes the same amount, I think, is, from what I understand, is not true. Oh, we know it's not true. The top flight guys, they signed from the indies, probably make a pretty handsome living sure. in NXT. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll say this. I'll say this. If Look, if, if, if somebody sincerely, if they say, hey, 
you can make uh, $400,000 a year on main roster um, uh, with the travel schedule. You're not going to see your family. At the, or, or you can make $200,000 a year with a, just a bare amount of traveling. Um, you uh, get to see your family way more. Mm-hmm. There's no state income tax in Florida. Nope. That, that's something else. However, the thing is, that could work with, I would say, like a Cassius Ono level guy. A guy like, because the thing is, a guy like Gargano, a guy like, especially in your, in your. I mean, he was this guy I had in my hand. Adam Cole. No, I know. But if we're talking about guys like that, Adam Cole, Gargano, Black. Well, I'm, I, I'm guessing Adam Cole signed NXT because he thought he could get to WWE main event WrestleMania. They, that, that's the thing. All those guys that I just mentioned are potential main event WrestleMania yeah. guys. And so we're talking millions for them. A guy like Cassius Ono um, or a guy like, let's say, Danny Birch. Um, I originally thought Samoa Joe might have been that that situation where you say, hey, look, here's a couple hundred thousand dollars. We really want your leadership. We want you to be a stable presence in NXT. Help us build the brand is our goal. But to incentivize that for you, Here's two hundred thousand dollars a year, and you get to spend time more time with your family. Now, that's that's a realistic way of approaching it. It is to a degree, but, but how, no main eventers are going to take that. How? I mean, I love Cassius Ono; he's great, but you need a cornerstone if you're going to build NXT. Which is why, until they're getting until I mean, it is it's no, I agree. It's the catch twenty two of it. That's it is it's, totally it's going to take that one guy who's saying, "Okay, I'm going to be the cornerstone of this promotion and, and help elevate it." To the next level, but dude, some I people, some people, I'm, you know, there's people that that value value certain things, and some people might be intrigued in, in 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 by that challenge. I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, I think it would take. Here, here's what it would take. Honestly, if I'll put it this way, if WWE was serious about it, they would say not just two hundred. If 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 he's a main event guy, if it's an Adam Cole or if it's an Aleister yeah, yeah, Black, yeah. it's okay. We're serious about it to the degree that we're going to pay you what you would projected to be what you would be projected to earn on main roster, including pay-per-view royalties, including merchandise, including all that stuff, because that's the investment they as a billion dollar company, they would have to make. And in that case, I think it's I think it's possible. Well, I don't want to make it sound like that they were saying, okay, we'll do this. And then two years down the line, they they don't get any money. It's just as the, the the promotion progresses, then they will see the rewards of it. Yeah, but if you're a billion dollar company, well, yeah, you can put money into it. Like, and, and every single one of those wrestlers know that it's like, why do I have to be this guy? I don't think anybody would ever think, well, why do I have to be the the, the guy who takes the hit for a billion dollar company? Well, I don't think it'd be the situation where Triple H says, "You're my guy, you're our cornerstone, you're staying here for the rest of your life." Yeah, I think it'd be it'd have to be a situation where he'd need essentially someone to volunteer. Uh, so I I do think that NXT lifelong or, you know, whatever, finish out your career with NXT stuff is possible. I think it's with guys like Cash Zona with, which I, I honestly hope I, I, I want to see Cash Zona. Yeah. Guy who's been so uh, around for so long. He needs to have his WrestleMania moment. He needs to have a raw moment or a SmackDown moment. Yeah. He needs to be up there. Um, but there are plenty of guys. I mean, you see everybody they're signing these days sort of at that Danny Birch, maybe even Oni. I mean, Danny Birch has been around for a while. Yeah. Um, Guys like that can come in as hands uh, to be NXT lifers. I think that's possible. I just, when Christopher points out guys like Gargano, Ciampa, guys like that, man, I think they would need to be compensated if they're oh, going yeah. to be taking that sort of like challenge on. 
it's like, well, yeah, but you know, having pride in, 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 in building NXT to be that brand that, you know, that comes with a price. WWE needs to understand that. Um, so that's where I stand on that. Oh, and that wasn't Christopher. That was a uh, Christian Christian. Sorry, Christian. Christian. Uh, next up we have AO worm. What's good, everybody? It's your boy A.O. Worm here, another Match Chat question. Coming to you by way of Dylan the Villain. And he wants to know which one of these is more impactful for WWE. Was it the Attitude Era or is it the current iteration of NXT? All right, guys, take it easy. Too sweet. Hearty handshake. I'm out. Thank you, A.O. Worm. Thank you, A.O. Worm and Dylan the Villain. Yes, thank you. Uh, I go first. Uh, what's more impactful, um, man, uh, I'll put it this way. I think they're both incredibly impactful. I'm not sure if it can be quantified, but I'm going to go ahead and argue on behalf of NXT, uh, because if you take a look at, um, who's at the top of the card right now? Oh, Brock has universal championship. He didn't do NXT. Braun didn't do NXT. Drew did for a little bit. He was an NXT guy. Seth did. Seth did. He's an NXT guy. Uh, Daniel um, Bryan didn't. Daniel Bryan did AJ not. AJ Styles didn't. But, yeah, but with Daniel Bryan, you're right about AJ. Um, with Daniel, well, I guess technically Daniel Bryan did. He was in, the first, in like the first season of NXT when it was a game show. That, no, it doesn't count, though. Um, if Daniel Bryan came in now from the independence, he absolutely would. We could say that about just about anybody who was in the independence in the mid-aughts. Well, yeah, yeah, no, I know. I know. That's why the way they're doing things now... It's to, it's it's NXT. I mean, that they're not bringing anybody else. There's almost it'll be interesting with the elite. Um, if they do sign, they'll probably all be straight to main roster guys, um, which is lucky for Hangman Page because he wouldn't have been otherwise. Um, but uh, but no, I don't know. You look at NXT. You look at how they're getting these guys ready, and it's fairly obvious. Having been to the Performance Center myself, that's a fantastic facility they got there. <laughs> Hey man, you'll get there one day. You'll yeah, get one that, day you'll get that contract. Someday I'll one be day. undisputed, and someday I get to go to the performance center. <laughs> oh no! Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's hard not to look at uh, the impact that NXT has made. Um, I mean, I would I would hate to th- I would hate to think in terms of the critical acclaim that the WWE gets because of NXT, uh, what people would think of their product if NXT wasn't around, doling out all those five star matches. <laughs> Um, ooh, we're only like a day removed from finding out what Dave Meltzer thinks about NXT ooh, TakeOver ooh. War Games. Um, so I don't know. I mean, there's a case for NXT. I mean, what are they going to do? Like bring in people fresh and then they're crap. That's what they used to do. Hey, yes, we just look at pre-NXT. They brought in people. Like the vast majority of them were crap, so they'd wash out. Yeah. Like, okay, perfect example. Cole Cabana, if he was born 10 years later, huge star in, in WWE. You know, yeah. because but they brought him in, and there was no NXT for him to like. Well, there's no NXT that is, exists now. He yeah. was so far ahead of his time, anyways. Yeah. Um, you know, if he came through NXT now, but he was like ten years younger, he'd probably be huge. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But they brought him in as Scotty Goldman. <laughs> and uh, look how that turned out. Yeah, not very well. Anyways, tell us why the Attitude Era. Is well, I mean, Attitude Era is the most. Is when wrestling was his most popular. When it got into the most households, we were looking through the buy rates of, of WrestleManias, um, especially through the Attitude Era. They were all touching or surpassing a million buys for WrestleManias. Pay per views were regularly like in the half millions. I had never 
actually heard the figure that Stone Cold was making during those peak mm-hmm. attitude years, mm-hmm. attitude era years, twelve million dollars in a year. Yeah, that's obs- that's so many shirts. Wrestling was never more popular yeah. than it was then. Viewed by as many people, probably more people were spending money on it than ever before, and maybe since. Um, and Stone Cold, The Rock, to slightly lesser extent, Triple H, Mick Foley. All became pretty much household names. Yep. As did Vince McMahon by that point. Yep. Um, so in terms of the impression that it left on us, pretty massive. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Your favorite wrestler still, mm-hmm. Stone Cold. Yep. So attitude error. That's the correct answer. Yeah, it's hard not to argue at it. I mean, you can still see. Even but if NXT is elevated to a third brand on par with Raw and SmackDown because that one superstar is willing to take a little, ex- little less money to stick around and really. Take it home. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have cut you off all those times. I know. I, I, don't f- I, f- I don't feel like I got my, my argument across <laughs> well enough because you just kept on sticking your nose in my business. If your argument was strong enough, it could have withstood me sticking my nose in your business. Well, you know. Uh, hey, hey, chum. You want to take less money? <laughs> I can get to see that shitty family of yours I'm every on, day. I'm on, like, freaking cold medication right now man you're doing great you're no, doing I'm great not. i feel like i'm doing horrible you're doing great horrible you're doing awesome horrible <laughs> i apologize i apologize can we do nap time after this i need to go yes. in the back and take a nap and then we got to film a commercial uh, can i sleep through that please yes all you have to do is some berry bratwurst although i want to put up that green screen and just do really bad oh green gosh screen. it takes forever no, 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 listen, listen 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 it takes forever to light that thing do you understand what i'm saying we don't have to light it properly it's just going to be really bad green screen i understand that still takes a while to get her it's going to be Oh, yeah, it so is hanging up. Effectively bad. All right, here we go. Uh, uh, Christopher Upperson. Now yeah. he has a question. Yes. Hello, Stephen Larson. I'd like to wish you guys a happy Thanksgiving and enjoy you guys' dinner with your family. And my question today is what is the best NXT match? Like, give me guys like a top 10 or a top 5. What is the best NXT matches of the year? Thank you, Christopher. Thank you, Christopher. All right, my list. Uh, no particular order. Uh, almost. Gargano, Check. NXT TakeOver Philadelphia. Yes. Uh, Ciampa Gargano, NXT New Orleans. Their first one. Check. Yeah, the first yes. one. Yes. Uh, also from NXT TakeOver New Orleans, North American title ladder match. Check. Um, just from this past TakeOver, Aleister Black versus Johnny Gargano. So good. And then from NXT TV, Ricochet versus Pete Dunne. The finish was, was wonky, but the match itself was really good. Check. All those are check. Um, I'm going to add this uh, to mine. I'm going to say uh, Kyrie Sane versus Shayna Baszler at Evolution. Oh, that was really good. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a really good match, but it also, I think, probably gave a lot of great exposure to NXT. Mm-hmm. It really made mm-hmm. NXT stand out. It's like, oh, one of the best matches on there. It wasn't even a main roster match. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm going to give some love to that. also want to mention uh, the first Undisputed Era versus British Strong Style or Mustache Mountain tag match. Again, the finish was a little weird with throwing in the towel. But yeah. The match was fantastic. Oh, no. I love that. That was a good that match. That was really good. Dude, they have so many good matches. There's so many great matches. Oh, Velvet. Was that this year? No, that was last year. Velveteen Dream, Alistair Black. That was last year, huh? Boy, time goes by quick. Yeah, it does. Too quick. Too quick. Here comes Cactus Jackie. Let's see what she has to say. Hi, Steven Larson. Cactus Jackie here. My Matt Chad question today is, do you think that there will ever or should ever be a women's war games match? And if so, who would you book to be in the match? Uh, that's pretty much it. Thanks, friendos. Have a nice day. Thank you, Cactus Jackie. Uh, we're both in total agreement on this one. Oh, heck yeah. Yes, they yeah. should absolutely do a women's war games match. And it should be horsewomen versus horsewomen. Could you imagine if they're like, Let's not 
do this here in main roster. Let's do it on a takeover war, war games. games. That'd be great. See, that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about to bring NXT yeah. on par. Yeah, it would work with Raw and but SmackDown. But you need some those top top tier talents to stick around if they're just there visiting for two months and leaving. Well, well, here I think here's here's my bigger thing about that. That one point I was going to make, but then it just that argument went off the rails. Was once you have like Champa's there, you trade him for Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is there, and so you have like trade more trades going on. Well, yeah, after you build NXT up to a point, yeah, then that's possible. No, nah, just do it now. Just start doing it now. All right. <laughs> no, I think uh, I think War Games. Either if it's on main roster or NXT, wherever they do it, War Games <laughs> match, uh, absolutely. For sure. Look, dude, here's the thing: any match that they have that the men do, they can have the women do. That there's zero that that works in every situation. So uh, yes, absolutely, have a War Games match uh, and Horsewoman versus. That's perfect. That's the perfect yes. idea. You yes. can do that. That'd be great for sure. Uh, next up, oh, he's the enforcer. Back. The he's enforcer back. is back. Thanks. Goodness, the enforcer is back. He's going to calm things down here. I hope so. He's going to get this under control. Yeah, he's going to bring some serenity to the proceedings. Stability. Yes. Let's hear it from the enforcer. Hey, Steven Larson and all the friendos out there. It is the going in raw enforcer, Stevie Bradley, here with the Matt Chat question. Haven't done one in a while, and I do apologize. But something I saw on Monday just really grinded my gears, and I had to get it out. Uh, what has happened to Bobby Roode? This man used to ooze charisma in NXT, and now he's doing pee-pee jokes and spit takes. I'm surprised they didn't have the man say, can you spell I-cup? This is a travesty, and I'm just wondering, what can we do to fix Bobby Roode? Because this ain't working. It hasn't worked since he got called up. I mean, I can't even remember. He was a U.S. champ for a cup of coffee. So, I don't know what you do. You can't send him back to NXT. It's already too clogged up. Uh, does Is this just what he is? Do we need James Storm to reform beer money for this man to wake up? What can we do for Bobby Roode? Because, man, TNA, he was amazing. NXT, amazing. Now, he's he's a pee break now. So, let me know your thoughts, guys. What can we do? Too sweet, hearty handshake, shoulder lean. Peace out. Thank you, the enforcer. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Bob Roode's in a mess right now. Um, and I believe the only way you can really uh, is do what we want to do with him. Look, man. People most fondly remember Bob Roode as one half of, as Stevie Bradley here says, mm-hmm. Uh, beer money. I'm not looking to bring James Storm, and I know James Storm really wants to come to WWE. Yeah, I don't want that to happen. Not really. Bob Lashley, make them an upper class, upper crust uh, business version of APA. You guys need a hit. Let us know who, and we'll go take care of it. And they're not in the back doing uh, uh, beer. They're back there having only the, the finest. Like cognac. Cognac. Yeah. Exactly. You got their snifters <laughs> swirling around. Exactly. Fine Cuban cigars. Yes. Right? And they have like the mo- they, they demand the most lush uh, uh, locker room setup. Their yeah. own locker room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more of a lounge. No poker table. It's a suite. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's that. They, that's what they do. You just have to give them some dimension. 
Because right now he has zero dimension. Yeah, dude. He's there making pee pee jokes. <laughs> it's not dimension. Hey, that was the most. He seemed like he was having fun, him. but still, the, what made him great in NXT is that he had dimension. Um, he he was he was a heel, but he wasn't necessarily cowardly. Mm-hmm. He was opportunistic. He was tactical. He was strategic. Um, he didn't run away from a fight. He liked messing with people. Yeah. We never really saw him do the whole CEOs in the front row thing, but I think what the character eventually evolved into was was wildly entertaining, and I didn't miss the as- that aspect of it. Um, and just, I think there were such high expectations when he got when he came to Maine because he was so awesome in NXT that when he did something that was the complete 180 from that, and then it so quickly fell flat on its face. Yeah. It's so disappointing. Mm-hmm. And he, that disappointment is written all over his face. Mm-hmm. Um, just give him some dimension. Give him some wins. Let him chew on something in terms of an interesting character, and I think he'll, he'll do great. I don't know. I have no idea why he's in. Like, if you, know, if you look at who was in that cafeteria scene, it was a loser's locker room. Why is he hobnobbing with Slater and Rhino? That's terrible. It is. That's now, let me ask you this. If Bob Roode knows now what he knew then, and Triple H comes up to him and says, do you want to stay in NXT or go to main roster? What does Bob Roode say? Uh, you say, maybe I'll stick around NXT for another year. You know, man, you can't. <laughs> Hindsight's twenty twenty, man. If we all knew the future, yeah, we'd make different oh, yeah. decisions, probably. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know if he's making a grip of money. If he's making a grip of money. I'm sure he money, signed a pretty good deal just going to NXT. He probably did. He probably did. All right, next up, Jeffrey Nguyen's got a quick question about We'll let him say it. Yeah. With NXT UK up and running, what territory should WWE go to next? And which talent should be signed slash transferred over? Thanks, Rendos. Thank you, Jeffrey Nguyen. Thank you, Jeffrey. So, NXT Larson, where do you think they should go next? Mexico, Central America. Uh, Go to Japan. Screw it. You know what? Y'all want to be in New Japan anyways. Just go to Japan. Show them how it's done. <laughs> Sign away everybody in Dragon Gate, including Bastard Pac. Sign the Red Faction. Yeah, do that. Now go to, you know, I like your idea. Go to Mexico and just form another mad group. Yeah. Like play loose with the rules. NXT mad. Gim- <laughs> yes. Gimmick infringement left and right. That's what you do. Uh, I don't know. I guess Japan. Look, I- I'll be honest. I don't care. They're in, they're in the UK. That's all I care about. That's all the wrestling I need right now. So I don't really, anything there, anything, anything after that is a step down. So right. I don't care. Don't care. All right. Sacramento, NXT Sacramento. Do that. Okay. Uh, next up, oh, we've got Tim on the spot, on the location. Tim Spulak. Let's see what he has to say. Friendos, Tim Spulak back with another Matt Chat question coming live from the 16th Street Mall in Denver, Colorado. We're going to stay on the topic of sibling rivalry. Last week we talked about Shane and Stephanie. This week we're going to talk about actual brothers, non kayfabe, actual brothers that fight. What's been the best? brotherly feud, whether it's the Harlem Heat, whether it's the Hart Brothers, whether it's the Steiner Brothers, what is the best feud between brothers that are real-life brothers? Till next time, guys. Can I get you anything? So, this has got to be the Hardys, man. They wrap things up with the, the final deletion. That was one of the all-time greats in pre-filmed wrestling matches. Uh, that was fantastic. Of course, they had plenty of good matches in WWE before they left to do their excursion in TNA. Um, but then in their excursion, you had Itchweed, the Broken Stuff, uh, their final deletion match. Uh, I love it all. I think it's great. I still have to watch that House Halloween Hardy special. Oh, yeah, that should be good. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's great. So, Looking forward to that. Yeah, that's a good one. What do you got? Uh, the Hearts, Owen and Bret Hart. 
Um, had a really good match at WrestleMania 10, which Owen won. And then a legendary cage match at SummerSlam 94. Went more than a half hour. Uh, Brett went over. They eventually uh, reconciliated and uh, formed the New Heart Foundation. When, and then uh, Owen Hart uh, dropped Stone Cold right in his head. <laughs> right, yeah. So, no, that was like, you know, they put on some pretty epic match. Yeah. Hey, Matt, that match. That well, a did. couple matches at least. Yeah. Well, they did one. It was like wrestling. Oh, there's that one too. Or, uh, 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 Owen. They uh, did the steel cage one, right? Yeah, that was this one. And, and that then one. they or also Owen, did Mania, right? Yeah, then there was Owen got involved in Brett's feud with Bob Backlund. Mm. Remember when Owen was like begging uh, oh, yeah. Mama Hart to throw in the towel? Yeah, that's right. Because yeah. Brett was stuck in the chicken wing. Yeah. But she was like, no, you're a heel. Um, right. And he's like, do it for Brett. <laughs> Come on, Vaughn. Come on, Mom. Next up, Loki Richard has a question. Let's see what Loki has to say from the Freak Legion. Hello, Steven Larson. Loki Richard here, the Freak of Flight, with another Matt Chat question. This time, it's a would you rather. Pay-per-views are about four hours now, seven, eight matches. So, would you rather have a pay-per-view where all the matches are three stars, really good matches, you walk away saying, good match. Or would you rather have a pay-per-view where one match is Okada versus Omega, grand epic, lasting throughout time, but you also have one match that is a complete, utter cluster. Not fun to watch at all. Jeff Hardy versus Sting Bad. Have fun with the debate. See you soon. Thank you, Loki. Thank you, Loki. Give me competence. Give me good to decent across the board. Okay, and here's yeah. why, especially for WWE pay-per-view. Uh, consistency is is really lacking yes. in their product. True, true. So if I can walk into pay-per-view knowing that I'm going to be entertained from Bell to Bell mm-hmm. for the duration of the show mm-hmm. with some good wrestling, never might never reach transcendence, but you know it, it, you got to keep those moments uh, few and far between, otherwise they lose uh, how special they are. So just give me a good card, eight matches, all good, It'd be entertaining, no weird things happening, no out of out of left field logic being applied to wrestling stories, just sensical, entertaining, competent. Enjoyable wrestling, I'll take that. I oh, mean, it, look, it doesn't matter what's going on the rest of the card. If you have one epic classic matchup, you are lucky. There's only so few. Uh, there's only so many six star matches you can have in a year. If you're, if you are lucky to be on the card that has one of those, or if you're, I'm sorry, if you're lucky to watch the card that has one of those, it doesn't matter if the rest or mediocre, or crap, none of that matters. You've got the memory of that one amazing, pristine match that everybody will talk about from now until the end of wrestling. Uh, absolutely, I'd rather, I'd rather see that. All right. One beautiful, amazing match, and then the rest just turd. Yeah. Turd, absolutely, because at least you have that. Yeah. These days, I feel like WWE is all just every match three stars. It's kind of generous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up, Zach S. Zach S., the Hall of Famer. Let's see who has to say. What's good, Stephen Marshall? Many friendos out there. It is your friendo-verse. Match at Hall of Famer, Zach S. Coming at you with another match at question. The question this week is, Stephen Larson, what would you say is CM Punk's better non-pipe bomb promo in WWE? Would it be in 2013 against The Rock before the Royal Rumble? Or his promo with the contract time between John Cena, him, and Vince McMahon before Money in the Bank 2011? Thanks, boys. Thank you, Zach S. Thank you, Zach S. 
Um, so I, I'll be honest, I kind of agree. Like there is one other, I think, iconic promo, and it's it's your the one that you chose oh, great. first. Um, but I will say an underrated one, perhaps, is uh, the pre-money in the bank contract negotiations with Vince McMahon. It's just Punk and Vince in the ring. Punk is reading off a list of ridiculous demands, uh, and it's all pretty entertaining stuff. It's uh, when that element of Punk was still heel before he sort of went tweener at Money in the Bank and because he was just doing really cool stuff. And in fact, it's funny. So watching this and watching like, you know, just some of the other, the, the other, some of the other Punk stuff, I see there like much more parallels between CM Punk and Becky Lynch yeah. than I do Stone Cold and yeah, Becky yeah, Lynch. Yeah. Although everybody makes that really easy comparison, I I really don't think that's the case. It feels more like a CM Punk situation, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. But uh, yeah, that, that contract negotiation is pretty entertaining. Yeah, that's when when he brought up the uh, the return of the ice cream bars and he went to yes. the ice cream bar. Yeah, and he had his Nexus shirt on. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go with the the contract signing between uh, John Cena, CM Punk, before SummerSlam 2011. Triple H was there. Yeah. And oh my gosh. It's kind of obvious that Triple H was not a fan of CM Punk. No, he didn't like him. And CM Punk was giving him the business. And you can see Triple H just seething, trying to keep it together to get through the segment. Felt pretty legitimate, too. Yeah. Yeah. It was it's it's like a half hour long, mm-hmm. never boring. Yeah. Wildly entertaining. Really, really good. It's so good. It's really good. And it's just like last year we had that question about a CM Punk overrated. And I think when you look at his promos like during this time, they're so good. They're really they're good. So we watched him his stuff against the rock and it seemed like he was at that point already burnt out. He looked burnt out. Yeah, he did. He looked burnt out and he looked act like legitimately annoyed that he basically had that amazing title reign and then just had to lose it because they wanted to do Roxena yep. again. Yep. Um, and I, I felt that frustration too. Oh, heck yeah. But, uh, and Rock, they were just booking him so boring back then. I know. He's the greatest hits, Rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next up, Patrick Sparks. Let's see what Patrick Sparks has to say. Hey, friendos, Pat here. All right. So this week, not really a debate, but a little bit. But what's the best match of the 1970s, the 80s, 90s, 2000, and now? And then I want you to power rank them after that. Bonus. Why is Sexton Hardcastle, a.k.a. Edge, one of the best names ever? Thanks, friendos. Bye. Thank you, Patrick Sparks. Thank you, Patrick Sparks. Uh, I'm not that well-versed in 70s wrestling, unfortunately. No, man. Maybe so I know a few matches that, that are held in high esteem, one of which is Bruno San Martino versus Stan Hansen in a steel cage, 1976. This is after uh, Bruno returned from a broken neck which is the cause of the hands of Stan Hansen, I mm-hmm. believe. Um, bloody match. This is a cool match. Though. It is cool. The and crowd listen, is hot. The crowd is super hot. So hot. They are really hot, and then it's like super, like a bunch of blood. It's in a steel cage. Like you said, neither of us are, are very well, you know, we're not, we don't really know what we're talking about when it comes to 70s wrestling. But holy moly. Yeah, this is good. This is a cool match. Um, next, WrestleMania three. Randy Savage, Rick Steamboat. It's classic. You could also go with Steamboat's uh, trilogy match against Ric Flair. You wouldn't be wrong. Sure. I'm partial to Macho Man Steamboat. The story behind it all is just so fascinating. Yeah, totally. Um, 90s, I'm going to pick uh, uh, maybe a bit of unusual choice. Shawn Michaels versus Mankind at Mind Games in your house. Mm-hmm. Such an awesome match. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's just a bunch of stuff I could have went with the... Cactus Jack Vader Halloween Havoc '93. That was a great. That's one. great. Yeah, but uh, that one was this one was awesome. Uh, mm. For the early aughts, 
This is right on the cusp. Uh, HBK Taker won at WrestleMania 25. Five, five, yeah. yeah. 25. This is a, in 2009. Mm-hmm. But, man, awesome. And for the uh, 2010s, it's Kenny Omega and Okada 4. Yeah. And yeah. Dominion. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so power rank these. Oh, you're not going to add any to these? No, these are fine. Okay. I don't know about the HBK Mankind one. I mean, it's a great match and everything, but I'm just not that familiar with it. So in the 90s, I'll go with... Uh, it's like the uh, the Stu Hart dungeon match. Remember when they were like, Yes, you're obviously not taking this seriously. Yeah, we're fighting in that. It's like power rank number one. What's the Lions Den match? Is that yeah, in the I was 90s? I say that too. That's in the 90s. Um, Kennel from Hell. I don't know. I'll probably say like uh, the first Hell in a Cell match, HBK and uh, Undertaker. Hmm. And then for the for the 2000s, I'd go, I'd actually go with uh, End of an era match. That was later. That was after this one. So I've been in the 2010s. Was that already in the 2010s? Yeah. All right, I'll do that one for the nows then. Okay. Instead of Omega got a four. For the nows. <laughs> that was, oh, yeah, I guess that was, huh? Um, so, yeah, okay, so power rank these. Savage Steamboat has to be number one, right? Yeah. Not like the best match, basically. Well, it's either that or Omega Okada. Yeah. 1A, 1B. Then probably HBK Taker. And then probably Bruno, Stan Hansen, and then HBK Mankind. I'll put it this way. With Savage Steamboat, those two guys probably put on the best match on the largest stage that any wrestler during that time could have possibly put yeah. on. And it's, it's not a long match. It's like 12, 13 minutes. Yeah. And they managed to get so much into it and tell such an interesting story. Yeah. It's a great match. Great stuff. Great. Andy Neat. Well, I would put Bruno, Stan, number one on all that. Oh, really? Because those people thought it was real. Yeah, maybe. It looked real. It Andy Nero. Look real. felt real. Uh, he did not have time to uh, shoot a, a video, video question. So he has text question. He says, choose each of the following from around the world of wrestling to build your own promotion or brand. Each. No duplicates. Ah. So we each need a franchise face. Go ahead. You can choose franchise face first. We'll do this draft style. Okay. Um, my franchise face is going to be Trent Seven. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, Okada. Okay. Going the easy route, I see. Franchise heel. Oh, Zach Gibson. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, Drew McIntyre. Um, oh, oh, man. Imagine good. that match. Yeah. Okada versus Drew. That was good. Oh, Zach man. Gibson, Trent Seven. Oh, that's dear. a dream matchup. Directional approach. How will you approach your wrestling? I'm going to treat it like it's a real sport. Oh, good. I like that. Okay. So down to like backstage interviews like that, not how WWE does it. Mm-hmm. Locker room interviews, mm-hmm. like uh, in between matches. Remember when SmackDown, like before matches, they'd have Renee Young go in there and do an interview right after the mm-hmm. match? Yeah. It, and it felt like a sports thing. Yeah. That was different. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Creative structure. Uh, what does this mean exactly? I guess it means your head booker. Oh, okay. I don't know. Creative structure. Do you have a booking committee? A writer's room? It's just me. Yeah. It's me on a typewriter. Yeah. Five minutes before they go live. Yeah. Steve, we need that script. You made a mistake. Roll it up, get the white out. Let it dry. Three hours later, it's done. We're already finished with the show. Show's over. Show's over. One other. Creative structure. I would allow the wrestlers who know best how to wrestle a match, wrestle the match. I'd just be involved in saying, here's the storylines. Maybe I'll have a couple people help me out. And otherwise, like, wrestlers know how to book their matches. Dude, come on. Here are your story beats you, you need to hit. 
you know, do what you do best. Girl. Cattle. That's what wrestlers are no, in my, my promotion. Gosh. They're cattle. All right. They do what I say when I say it. I'll say, look, here's the thing. This match, I want no less than 50 sidewalk slams. Okay. Y'all can take care of the rest. I just want to see that. 50 sidewalk slams. Like, why do I, why do, I have to do 50 sidewalk, sidewalk slams? Because I told you to. I'm sorry. Is this a question and answer session? Is this an AMA? No, it's not. Guy, Richie, please go direct them. <laughs> uh, one other key aspect you don't believe your promotion could survive without live sex shows. Anyways, that's it for Matt Chat. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until next time, talk to you guys later. Go check out uh, friendomarket.com and Pro Wrestling Tees. I think yes. sales might still be going on. Yeah, hopefully. Bye, everybody. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.